caution overload. Damping brake is set to manual. Fuel line safety switches off. Warning, overload. Orbital thrusters in landing mode. System overload. Cenobite 42 decimal. Are the landing craft systems back online? Overload, overload. I believe so, Chief Engineer. Are the damping breakers set to automatic? Overload, overload. Would you like them to be? Yes, of course. Then they are. Overload, overload. Fuel line safety switches on. Orbital thrusters primed. Pressure seal repairs holding. Overload, overload. Is that what you would like? Would I be asking if I didn't? Overload, overload. Then they are. Most satisfactory. Come aboard and strap in. Gently's Holistic Detective Agency by Douglas Adams Holistic Detective Agency. We solve the whole crime. We find the whole person. Or cat. Put some life into it. Please leave a message after the pretentious whale song. Happy? Gently, it's Gordon Way. And I'm still waiting to hear from you. I need an update tonight or I'm taking the job elsewhere. Well, get out with a pair of binoculars or something. Run a wiretap, but get on with it. And get back to me. Complete loony, hanging around here to the forecourt. Doesn't want the petrol or fags or nothing. Sort of long brown hoodie. Couldn't really see a face. Funny voice singing to himself something about believing. Can't see him now. Bloke come on TV looks just like him. No, not the loony, the geezer with the mare. It is this bloke. Gotta go. Number two, forty quid, there's the card. Gee way, Esquire. It is you. Bloody well, I hope so. On TV, you're in. God, I need a haircut. Pin number? It's P-I-N, you don't need the number. What do you do on this system? Here's our ecological affairs correspondent, Jeremy Clarkson. That receipt? Yes. Oh, and give me a couple of those ordnance survey maps with footpaths. Got friends coming this weekend. Bit of shooting, bit of walking, you know. Not really. It's 4.50. Here's a fiver. Keep it. Hello? Your boot's unlocked. Eh? Car boot, not shut. Ah, right. Should be more careful. Shotguns. Business meeting, is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, sis. Hi, this is Susan Wade. I'm 
Susan, hi, it's Gordon, 9pm Thursday on my way over to the cottage. Listen, got the Californians over for the weekend to thrash out this software deal, and look, I hate to ask you this sort of thing, but can you have a word with Richard? I just need to know that he's working on Anthem 2. I mean, really working on it. Every time I see his computer screen, he's got a picture of a sofa spinning on it, and I'm not paying him for... That was bright! Sodding lorries! Never dip them properly. Lucky I didn't end up in a ditch. That would be something, wouldn't it? Leaving your famous last words on an answering machine. Hold on a sec, Susan. I think I've got a noise in the boot. No. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Lorries. Light-activated dipper switches. Yes. The Department of the Environment owes me a favor. We've got the technology if they've got the legislation. What's the point of a CBE if you can't kick a little ass? <laughs> you can tell I've been talking to Americans all week. I've got a boot full of shotguns. See the lengths I go to to make them feel at home. What is this obsession they have for shooting my rabbits? I should get some of those Beverly Hills signs on my lawn that say, Armed Response. Little ones, low down, so the rabbits can read them. Ah, sorry, don't have to pull over and see to the boot. If he turns up at yours, can you get through to him how vital his input is? Richard is Anthem 2, and Way Forward Tech is a commercial bloody business. Not a playground for adolescent code crunches. Hold me a sec. Hang on. I believe. You pay 130k for a car, you believe. I believe I'm instructed to shoot off. Hello. Are you comfortable? Hello. Surely you need the red liquid. Tom, Tom, Come on, Susan, finish your call. I'll just keep trying till you do. Hello? Suit yourself, then. Funny time for a priest to be lugging sacks around. Maybe he's a late-night organic vicar. Hi. Ah, Susan, it's me. I'm out I... scraping a living or spending. Damn. So talk after the beep. Susan, it's Richard. What a mess. Look, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I know I promised to take you to the Coleridge dinner tonight, but I completely forgot, and I feel really bad. Especially after all the other cock-ups. Yes, and the sofa, and... Look, we'll go away, this weekend. Doesn't matter what pressure your brother tries to put on me, we'll do it. Gordon will just have to... Gordon! Gordon? I'll call you back. Gordon? Hello? Was that you? Great. You make a habit of parking your car on a blind bend, sir? Uh, no, officer, sorry. I had to stop, to avoid my employer. And successfully. We appear to be alone, sir. No, I thought I saw him throw himself in front of the car, shaking his finger at me. Been drinking, sir? No. Yes, but very little. Glass of wine. Small port. 
Formal dinner. My old college at Cambridge. I'm open university myself. Didn't have old colleges. It's the post office box in Milton Keynes. Right. Name? Richard Macduff. Macduff. And who is this employer? His name is Way. Gordon Way. I design software for him. For Way Forward Technologies. Yeah. We've got one of his computers down the station. The Quark 2. Bugged if I can get it to work. It doesn't work. Never has done. Should have called it Croc 2. <laughs> we did. You could use it as a paperweight. I don't think that's a clever idea, sir. The door will blow open. In the summer, of course, we beat suspects round the head with it. <laughs> well, well have a moment. Go Fox Truck Control, it's DS Jilks. I'm in Elmden. Two minutes. Roger there, Sarge. Control now. Uh, my advice to you, sir, go nice and easy on the way back, lock up your car, and spend a weekend getting completely pissed. I find it's the only way. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could. I've got so much work to do this weekend, I'm already hallucinating. Well, drive safely. What the hell was I thinking? I can't possibly promise Susan the weekend, but I can't take it back. It's on her answering machine. If I screw up again, I'm finished. Ten o'clock. Do I have a choice? Time, 23.45 hours. Location, rooftop, Islington. Observing Susan Way's flat. Weather, cold. Tea? Colder. Sandwich? Warm. Are you expecting me to take this down? That's why you're here. Is this chicken wrap the one from the fridge? Best before last Wednesday. Yes. Can I go home now? It's been three hours since that message and nothing's happening. There's no substitute for good, honest detectiving, Miss Pierce. Heat-seeking binoculars, good vantage point, loyal assistant. Don't push your luck. OK, so they're not heat-seeking, but they're army issue. They're from eBay and they're pink. What army's that? The Gay Liberation Front? I wasn't going to waste company money. Now, noise-cancelling headphones. On your head. My salary is not a waste. I'm a legitimate business expense. Can you hear me with those on? Now, point the microphone at that window, not me. I must be mad. Climbing up here in the middle of the night... But a very important, and don't forget, rich client. Shh. I'm so cold. I think they're coming back from their date. And hungry. No. That's not from inside her flat. I've got a last train to catch. I am not missing that. And bowling. Oh, hey. Focus, focus. Yes. Do we spy a burglary in progress? Take this down. Burglar is male, slim, 30s, dark clothing, scaling the rear of apartments where client's sister lives. No, no, stop. It isn't a burglar. Good, because your pen just ran out. It's Richard Macduff. The bloke we're waiting for? Is he supposed to be on the date with Susan Way? In which case, who is? You're the detective. Miss Pierce, only an holistic detective can end up in the right place at the right time for what on the face of it are all the wrong reasons. Besides which, I can't find Mrs. Sorskin's cat and keep tabs on Richard Macduff's extracurriculars. Look at him. This is a man in the grip of something greater than passion. A man too stupid to borrow his girlfriend's key. Think, think. Everything is interconnected. Assume the unexpected is inevitable and then interpret the evidence. As in, he's not a very good burglar. Aim the mic at him. In Xanadu, did Kubla Khan... In Islington, did Richard Macduff, a stately pleasure dome, climb up the back of? It's only three floors up. 
Only two and a half to go. Okay, um, time check? Me? I haven't got a watch. Subject slipped on the drain pipe. That could have been nasty, but he managed to make it very nasty. Ah, he's crossing to the pipe next to the window, and yes, oh dear, he's making the basic error of looking down. And having decorated the rhododendron, subject demonstrates singular lack of planning in burglary, viz. remembering a crowbar to force the window. Ah, Susan Way has carelessly left the window unlocked, thus proving holistic nature of coincidence, and coincidentally, the sheer blind luck of Richard Macduff. I'm not writing any of this down, you know. Well, remember it and write it up tomorrow. You mean like, at midnight, subject finally disappeared inside client's sister's flat. How do you know the time? I can see them chucking out at the Rose and Crown. They've had last orders, and so have you. Good night. I'll expect to see this overtime in my wages. I told you, I'm waiting for a cheque. Well, I'm not. Oh, goodness me. She's so grumpy all the time, that one. Simply can't get the staff these days. People willing to work for nothing. Uh, directories, please. It's Islington, London. Surname Way, initial S. Street address. Right. Light switch. Damn. Damn. On the sideboard. Under the sideboard. Answering machine. Where would you keep that old thing? Yes. You beauty. Pretty fool. Maybe the tape ran out before I rang. Susan, hi, it's Gordon. Can you have a word with Richard? I just need to know that he's working on Anthem 2. I Give mean, rest, really Gordon. working on it. Leaving your famous last words on an answering machine. I think I've got a noise in the boot. Gordon lost for words. That's a first. Susan, it's Richard. What a mess. Look, I... Got you. <laughs> Hello? in housebreaking. Never answer the phone. Who is this? Neighbourhood watch. Look out of the window. Is that you? D waving from the warehouse roof? Smile. Rule two. Never show your face where you can be photographed. God. Rule three. Are you listening, Richard McDuff? Yes, but how do you... Please never admit your name. But what... Now you're picking it up, though not impressively. A fast learner would have hung up by now, but... What do you want? Right now, a pizza. The more interesting question is, what do you want? Why does Richard Macduff, a relatively successful software developer, decide to become a burglar? Uh, you, and why is he burgling the flat of Susan Way, sister of the famous Gordon Way, for whom he does freelance work? I wonder if these facts can by any chance be related. Look, not that it's any of your business, but Susan happens to be my girlfriend, and I'm trying to get a phone message off her answer phone. Don't you remember what you said? Who the hell are you? Gently. Sorry. Who the hell are you? Dirk Gently. Ring a bell? Dirk Gently? From college? Ding dong. Look, Dirk, this is none of your business. If you'd rather I spoke to Miss Way. Oh, right. I forgot to take her out with me this evening. To make up for it, I left a message promising to take her away for the weekend, but I can't possibly go, so I need to get rid of the message before she hears it and dumps me for good, okay? Really? I have a feeling there's more. Well, there isn't. Then I bid you good evening. Good night. However... When you change your mind, I'll be at the late, late pizza on Upper Street. Come alone and bring money. 
Are you trying to blackmail me? No, you nincompoop. For the pizzas. <sighs> we'll do it. Gordon will just have to... Gordon! Okay, spare tape. She must have one. Oh, yes! Swap them. Pocket this one. No. I can't do this. It's stupid. <gasps> Take it. No. Swap them back. What to do? No. Put it back. Face the music. All square. Ah, the flowers. No vase. No time. Look as if you're meant to be here. Swap it. Macduff. Wednesday week, what a surprise. My name is Wenton Week, sir. Old habits. God, it's suddenly very cold in here. Richard. Hello, Susan. It seems that we are... Uh... <coughs> I've been saving that up all evening. And don't try and pretend that's a bunch of flowers you've forgotten to bring your hiding behind your back. You tried that one before. No, it's a box of chocolates I forgot. Climbed up the entire wall without them. Huh. <laughs> Do I feel a fool? Look. Flowers. Ah. These are familiar. Did you break my vase? <laughs> of course you did. I can see the wreckage under the sideboard. Excuse me for a moment, Michael. What? Uh, oh, yes, sure. Um, I was, um, well, we've just been... Couldn't care less, actually, Michael. No, absolutely. You're cross with me, aren't you? Going out for dinner with your girlfriend and all that. I mean, she rang me, actually. Michael, get real. You've never liked me, have you? You think I'm odd. Admit it. Hey, look. A lot of people get professional help, actually. Excuse me? But you try convincing people that you're better. Can we go back a couple of quantum Nobody leaps? will believe me. Except the monk, of course. The monk? You've heard about the monk? The monk. <laughs> Susan? Oh, is that the time? Oh, here's what the time. Michael, thanks again. Lovely yeah. evening. Super meal. Yes, lovely. Yeah, um, actually, I was wondering if... Michael made... Dorr? Uh, yes, right. Bye, then. Good luck with the, um, treatment... What on earth do you see in that way-faced marshmallow? Be careful how you characterise the people I can depend on, Richard. He's a 200 gigaflop nutter. Michael's having a hard time of it. And so am I, thanks to you. Look, what can I say? You could have showed some pain when I gave you my best slap. Oh, God, it's freezing in here. Why is the window wide open? Well, that's how I get in. What on earth possessed you to do that? You took your key back, remember? And, eh. Uh... I wanted to be here when you get in. Well, it would have been a great deal better if you'd been here when I went out. Oh, is that why you're wearing those filthy old clothes <clears throat> on my sofa? Yes. You don't think I went to a college dinner like this? I no longer know what you consider to be rational behaviour. Oh, here, if it's, if it's going to save your life, have your key back. Just don't start raiding my fridge again. You could move back into our flat. And clamber over that sofa every time I want to use the stairs. I suppose it would be pointless saying I'm sorry at this point. It's pointless at any point. I'm losing count of the times you've stood me up. Point taken. I'm working on it. What's the excuse this time? Well... Forget it. How can you just stand there with arms and legs as if you're a human being? This is behaviour a bout of amoebic dysentery would be ashamed of. I bet even the lowest form of virus shows up to take its girlfriend out for a trot round the stomach lining once in a while. I hope you had a lousy evening at your stupid college. I did. You wouldn't have liked it. It started badly, then got worse. Yes, yes, all right. Professor Cronotus? Oh, oh, it's you. What is it now, emotional problems? I'm sorry? Oh, no good being sorry, young man. You'll just have to buck yourself up. No, no, Professor. I'm Macduff. Richard Macduff? I know. 
I left about ten years ago, so... Well, I'm afraid you're well out of my care, then. Off you go, and uh, you can take your drugs with you. What? No, no, I'm here for the dinner. You invited me. It's tonight. Oh, oh, my dear fellow. I ch- <laughs> Why did you say we're late? Now, now, come, come, come. I, I simply must show you the crenellated east wall. Right. Um, built mainly to keep out the Jesuits. It didn't work, of course, but the bricks themselves are fascinating. Keep up, keep up. The great library tower of 1623. Yes, Professor. Uh, somewhat before your time. <laughs> yes. Although perhaps not before mine. Well, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> and um, over in that corner, you can see the new gates to South Quad. Oh, really? Or rather, you could if they were visible. Yes, quite. Just here, of course, I really must point out oh, yeah. that pile of flagstone. Mm. What those builders do during daylight hours is a mystery. <laughs> but we must hurry. Wouldn't do to Miss Grace. High table, two Christ seats, next to the don with the oh, flaky man, scalp. Man, man. Right. I'm having trouble controlling my excitement. I can't imagine the thrill of actually being there. Yeah, look, I'm really sorry. I just forgot I'd invited you. Because I'd have simply loved to meet your old tutor. Uh, well, I was never actually taught by him. Gosh, Richard, really? Technically, he was just there to supervise my general welfare. Tell me when the exams were. Not to buy drugs. Where not to buy drugs. Richard. But he was always pretty decent to me. You were always pretty decent to me. Was I? Was I indeed? Well, well, well. how marvellous. And marvellous that you've come back. Yeah. No idea what all this is about, by the way. I mean, all, all the candles and silver and business generally means a special dinner in honour of something no one can remember anything about. Well, I'm just touched that you remember me, Professor Cronotis. Oh, please, call me Reg. So much shorter than Regis, Professor of Chronology. <laughs> oh, I remember you very well, I think. These days my memory is like, like the Queen Alexandra Birdwing Butterfly. Colourful, flits prettily hither and thither, and is now, alas, almost... Almost completely extinct? Uh, oh, have I said that before? Mm, once or twice. Hmm. But did I ever explain exactly what the Regis Professorship of Chronology did? Go on. Well, the chair was originally instituted by King George III, who was, as you know, well... Mad? Uh, as a box of frogs, and simply obsessed with time. Every palace filled with clocks. By the grace of God, King George. I know. God save the king. Yes, yes, bless, bless. What's the time, um, thing of me? Eleven and fifty-six minutes of the forenoon, sir. One of my favourites. It is with enormous pleasure that I. What was giving me enormous pleasure, Garth? It's about time, Your Majesty. Well, of course it is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, this morning, we had occasion to spend some time in Windsor Great Park, walking among the splendid oak trees, one of which, as many of you will know, is married to our esteemed cousin, Frederick of Prussia. Uh, suffice it to say that we had a most elevating discourse on the nature of time, 
which, we might add, was of considerable interest to His Excellency, the French Ambassador, who has taken up residence in the left-hand pocket of our breeches, confounded fellow. Your Majesty... There's no need to whisper, he's asleep. And so, concerned as we are to ensure the passage of time continues forward, the reverse of which, even for a moment, would be of the utmost calamity, we hereby bestow upon our University of Cambridge the chair of Professor of Chronology. And God bless all who sit in her. Henceforth to be known as Regius Professor in honor, of course, of... Is it still 11.56? Uh, 11.58. Oh, good, good. Uh, and the purpose of said professor shall be to answer the following questions. First, to investigate whether there is any scientific reason why one thing happens after another. Secondly, to determine if there is any risk of it stopping. And thirdly, of course... It, oh! Oh dear, uh, the French ambassador has awoken and demands an audience in the privy closet. Uh, we shall command. Uh, Sir Thomas, yes. Sir Thomas, a moment. Uh, you'd better find a suitable candidate for the king to appoint. Uh, quickly now, oh. a candidate who can invent some plausible answers. And you may wish to leave in order to do it with the utmost haste. Why? Because it is almost noon. <laughs> Too late. Since the answers to the king's questions were clearly yes, no, and maybe, I realized I could then take the rest of my career off. And your predecessors? Oh, were much of the same mind. But the king had three questions. Oh, enough history. Who was that friend of yours when you were here? Uh, do you ever see him? Hmm? A chap with an odd East European name? Uh, Svlad something? Svlad Jelly. Dirk Gently, as he is now. Ah. No, I never stayed in touch. Why do you ask? Um, oh, no reason. <laughs> uh, what about you? Hmm? I, I gather you've suddenly done very well for yourself at last. Hmm? Uh, well, yes, in fact. Yes, I have. Oh, yes. Y y young Macduff here is in computers. Why? Yes, oh, dear. Obviously not a subject fit for such a glittering occasion. Uh, Corley, mm. wh what's all this about? This is candles and silver nonsense? Coleridge. It's the Coleridge dinner, you old fool. Ah, oh, do you hear that, Macduff? <laughs> it's the Coleridge dinner. He was a member of the college, you know, at Coleridge. Samuel T. Poet? Yes. <laughs> I expect you've heard of him. This is his dinner. Well, not literally. It would be cold by now. <laughs> to cap everything, he had a horse in his bathroom. And I know you hate that kind of thing. Susan? Susan. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Listen, you must tell me this again when I'm interested. Susan, what can I do? Anything. Dinner at mine. Oh, you'll need to get rid of that sofa on your stairs. I'd feel more like coming round. Ah, yes, the sofa. It's stuck. Like this relationship going nowhere. Upended. Well and truly stuffed. Mm, bit harsh. Look, oh, I'm too tired to be angry anymore. An evening of being lobbied by Michael Wendon Wearisome has taken it out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you don't like him, but he can be sweet in his sad, bonkers kind of way. Mm. Although he's obsessed. Obsessed with the idea that I can do something to stop Gordon buying up his magazine, whatever it's called. You mean Fathom? Fathom. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, 
Nothing I can do, obviously. Well, that's business, isn't it? Gordon's people will turn Fathom into a sharp, intelligent magazine that people will want to read, not the boarfest that Michael inherited from his father. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you had a lousy evening. I want to talk about what we're going to do this weekend. Ah. Oh, I better just check the messages first. Ah, well. Susan, hi, it's Gordon. Actually, I can't be bothered. It'll just be full of things he wants me to pass on to his secretary. Here, could you just keep this tape to her when you go in tomorrow? Save me a trip? Uh, absolutely. Now, the weekend. Susan. I'm uh, afraid I've got to work. Nicola's sick, and I'm going to have to depth her at the Wigmore on Friday week. Vivaldi and Sam Mozart I don't know too well. Mm. That means a lot of extra cello practice this weekend, I'm afraid. Sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> well, in fact, I should do some work too. I know. Gordon keeps on at me to nag you. Wants to know what you're doing. Oh, I wish you wouldn't. I'm tired of being pressurised. Mm. At least you don't do that. Well, I'm sure that there's some kind of grey area between being pressurised and being completely forgotten about that I'd quite like to explore. Mm. Give me a hug. Yeah, I think I can do that. Calling grannies, flogging them baths with a door in. And they don't leak. You spent a fortune on some brass plaque at the front door when we get no customers, and all the time when it's raining, this roof is whittling into my tippex. Which is another thing. The digital highway certainly took a detour around this office. The next girl might appreciate an environment vaguely resembling the 21st century. If you'll excuse me for one moment, I'm on the phone to a client, Miss Pierce. Oh, I was. They've hung up. Ah, hello. Yes. Are you Dominic, uh, French license, third floor? Take a wild guess. Ah, excellent. Because I'm actually looking for the detective agency. Yeah, and? And is Mr. Gently in? Yes. Good. Or no, I am not in a position to say. His whereabouts are, as of now, entirely his own business. Are you his secretary? I am Janice Pierce, his ex-secretary. A deliriously satisfying state I intend to maintain. If he spent his money on expensive brass plaques rather than on his staff, then let him. Good for business, my ass. Answering the phones properly is good for business, and I'd like to see his fancy brass plaque do that. If you'll excuse me, I'd like to storm out, please. Oh, feel free. For once I do! Dirt Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. We solve the whole crime, we find the whole... Yes, Mrs Sunderland. Hello. Yes, messy divorces are our speciality. Hello, are you in there? Uh, uh, yes, thank you, Mrs. Sunderland. Not that messy. Goodbye. <coughs> Dirk Gently, holistic. Hello? Hello, Dirk. I'm very glad you asked me that, Mrs. Wallington. The term holistic refers to my conviction that what we're concerned with is the fundamental interconnectedness of all things. With you in a pico second. I see the solution to each problem as being detectable within the pattern and web of the whole, Mrs. Rawlinson. Let me give you an example. If you go to an acupuncturist with toothache, he sticks a needle into your thigh. Do you know why he does that, Mrs. Rawlinson? No, neither do I, Mrs. Rawlinson, but we intend to find out. A pleasure. Dirk, by the time I got there, the restaurant was closed. Dirk gently, sir. Ah, Mrs. Sorskin, my oldest and, may I say, most valued client. Good day to you. 
Sadly, no sign as yet of young Roderick, I'm afraid, but the search is intensifying as it moves into what I'm confident are its closing stages. And days from today's date, we'll have the young rascal restored to your arms and mewing prettily. Ah, yes, the bill. I was wondering if you had... Yes, but as I have endeavoured to explain to you, Mrs. Sorskind, I incline to the quantum mechanical view. My theory is that your cat is not lost, but that his waveform has temporarily collapsed and must be restored, Schrodinger, Planck and so on. Dead? But were that the case, should we allow Black Despair to hide from us the fairer light in which your blessed Moggy would now dwell? I think not. Besides, Roderick would be even more at peace if you paid some bill or other. Does that ring a bell with you at all? Come to think of it, there is that very bill I sent which has occasioned this delightful call. Sunday night, then, at 8.30? You know the address? Yes, it's very possible Roderick will appear, as I'm sure will your checkbook. Till then, Mrs. Sorskin. Till then. This is British Telecom. There is a fault on the line. Please try again later. Beep. My dear Richard Macduff, your pizza. Uh, um, no thanks. I had breakfast. I told the restaurant you'd pop in and settle up over the weekend. Welcome. Mm. Sit down. The light works. The gravity works. Anything else we'll have to take our chances with. Uh, right. <laughs> you seem to be extremely relaxed for a man in your position. Excuse me? Oh, good heavens, he hasn't got to you as well, has he? Who hasn't got to me? Gordon. No, well, obviously not. Gordon Way. He has this habit of trying to get people to bring pressure on me. Uh, never mind. What did you mean, then? Ah, Gordon Way had this habit, had he? Looks like he's just kicked it. Had? The body of Gordon Way was discovered in the remains of his country cottage this morning. What? He had been shot, strangled, and then his cottage was set on fire. Huh? Given that shotgun pellets were found in his abandoned car three miles away, police think the body was moved afterwards. Furthermore, the doctor who examined the body is of the opinion that Mr. Way was strangled after he was shot, which seems to suggest a certain confusion in the mind of the killer. But what? By a startling coincidence, it appears that at around the time of death, traffic cameras show only one car on that stretch of road. That car belonged to a Mr. Richard Macduff who is employed by the deceased, Mr. Gordon Way. But I was in Cambridge last night. Well, not the full story, is it? Well, no, but... It has further been suggested that Richard Macduff, that's you, is one of the two people most likely to benefit from Mr. Way's death, since WayForward Technologies would almost certainly pass at least partly into his hands. The other person is his only living relative, Miss Susan Way, into whose flat Mr. Richard Macduff, that's also you, was observed to break last night. The police don't know that bit, of course, nor, if we can help it, will they? The radio reports say that they're urgently seeking Mr. Macduff, whom they would like to eliminate from their inquiries in a tone of voice that says he's clearly guilty as hell. My scale of charges is as follows. £200 a day plus expenses. Expenses are not negotiable and are all necessary eventually. Am I hired? I, I don't even know whether to believe you. May I use your phone? Please. Susan, it's Richard. Richard! Gordon's been murdered. Are you all right? Don't tell her where you are. I'm at Dirk Gentleman's. I went round to your flat. It's crawling with police. I was only there. Hang up. Susan, listen, I... Here. Hey! The police will have a trace on the line. But I have to tell them it wasn't me. Oh, well, that's you off the hook then. Tell them it wasn't you. 
If only Dr. Crippin had thought of that, would have saved him so much bother getting hanged. Yes, but he was guilty. And so, it would appear at the moment, a you. But I didn't do it, for God's sake, what is happening? It is a truth universally misquoted that it's better to find cast-iron proof that you're innocent than to languish in a cell hoping that the police, who think they've got you banged to rights, will find it for you. Yeah, it's no good. I can't gather my thoughts. It's like trying to do calculus with someone kicking your head. What do you think I should do? Hypnotism. In episode one of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency by Douglas Adams, Harry Enfield played Dirk Gently and Billy Boyd was Richard McDuff. Olivia Coleman was Janice Pierce, Felicity Montague, Susan Way, and Michael Fenton Stevens played Michael Wenton Weeks. Toby Longworth was the electric monk, Robert Duncan played Gordon Way, Jim Carter was Jilks, and Andrew Sachs played Professor Cronotis. Geoffrey Holland played George III, Wayne Forrester was the courtier, and John Glover was Professor Corley. Philip Pope was the garage attendant, and the newsreader was Neil Sleet. The announcer was John Marsh. The music was by Philip Pope. The surround mix was by Paul Dealey. The live effects by Alison McKenzie and the sound design was by Paul Weir. The programme was dramatised by Dirk Maggs, John Langdon and Bruce Hyman. The executive producer was Helen Chatwell and the production assistant, Lisa Mayer. Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency was produced by Joe Wheeler and the director, Dirk Maggs, and was an above-the-title production for BBC Audiobooks. Books.